You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, episode 187. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantors, speaker, coach, and founder of The C Method, where I help high-performing professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. You can learn more at thecmethod.com. Now, if you're new to the podcast, a big warm welcome to you, as well as a warm welcome to my regular listeners. Each week on this podcast, we address a different topic to help you build a success mindset, present yourself with confidence, build strong relationships, and be an all-around better human. Today, we're talking about networking, how to learn to enjoy it, even if you find it a little bit icky or if you think it's salesy, and how to use it in order to help you accelerate towards your goals. If you enjoy this episode, come on over to Facebook if you haven't yet already. Join our group, The C Method Rockstars, and join the conversation over there and share with us what you learned from the episode this week. Now, I'm very excited this week to be introducing you to a good friend of mine. Her name is Maria Radish. Now, I apologize to Maria because I struggle to roll my R's. It's very annoying, but you need to put a nice roll on the R on her surname, Radish. See, I almost got it. I'm getting there. (laughs) So Maria is known to her friends and associates as the networking star of Melbourne. She is passionate about collaboration, connection, and networking as a way to achieve your goals, and she helps others to do the same through her training workshops and keynote speaking. She's also an expert on human potential and advanced goal setting, on which she recently delivered a TEDx talk. Now, Maria has quite a varied background. She has had successful careers as a lawyer, a university professor, and an interpreter. Oh. Do I need to mention that she speaks five languages? She now runs a successful speaking and training business where she helps people from a variety of industries to use networking as an effective marketing tool, as well as to manage their time better and achieve peak performance. Maria and I met appropriately at a women's networking event that I was emceeing recently. And as we spoke at this event, I was immediately drawn to her quiet confidence She shared with me her unique take on the skill of networking and her approach, and I was so intrigued. I said to her, you've got to come on the show. So we met at the recording studios at United Pop, which is is a super cool arts, fashion, and media school in Melbourne. So a massive shout out to Francisco and Raj from United Pop for generously hosting us. This is why the quality of the interview is so good. So Marina, Maria and I talk about why networking is important to help you accelerate towards your goals, what effective networking looks like, how to do it, and also how to build confidence to put yourself out there and start making conversations, um, and also how to use um, networking to find collaboration partners instead of looking for clients or for people who are going to hire you. So yes, if you're wondering, this conversation will relate to you if you are a business owner or if you are a employed professional. So it doesn't matter uh, where where you are or what, what you do, this is going to be of value to you. So sit back and enjoy this conversation with the networking superstar, Maria Radish. 
Now, my first question to her was, you know, many people dislike the idea of networking. They think it's icky and salesy. But why is networking so important? Here's Maria. When they interview self-made millionaires and billionaires, they always say that networking was absolutely crucial to their success. I want to mention also that have been, there have been so much research and studies conducted on what makes us healthy and happy and what affects our longevity. And it was actually found that it's um, quality of our relationships and the depth of our connections that directly affect our health and happiness and as a result, longevity. In particular, there's a very good TED Talk that you can find on YouTube, um, The Longest Study on Happiness. And this is where, um, after 70 years of research, they conducted that. The main thing was the depth of relationships and the quality of relationships. And coming back to millionaires and billionaires, when they talk about networking as an essential tool for building wealth, there are many reasons to that, so I'll just name a few. One of them is that networking is absolutely amazing for personal growth. And whether you're building a career or whether you're building a business, you can never grow yourself. So if you want to take your business to the next level, if you want to take career to the next level, you have to take yourself first to the next level. So networking, um, with a gazillion of my degrees and qualifications, as you know, <laughs> networking has been the best personal development experience for me. Because you meet so many different people with such diverse experiences and backgrounds and knowledge and everyone is thinking differently and just having conversations and picking up energy as well. It all affects your growth and it boosts your growth if you're open mm. to it. Because it gives you a new perspective that you may not have seen before. It might open up your eyes to new ideas, new people, new things that you may not have thought about before especially for um, career people who might be working, have, have worked in the same office for a number of years and only network with people within your company, there's a good chance that a lot of people there have the same ideas or think the same way. And by stepping out of that and meeting people external to that, you'll be exposed to things that you would have not been otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. It really expands your mind. And it also has to do with energy that you pick up energy from other people in the room. And as you know, we become an accumulation of people that we spend most of our time with. So it gives you an opportunity to build your own tribe that will help you grow and mm. you will grow with. Um, so personal development is one of the reasons. Another reason is that uh, when a person finds a job through networking or when they find clients through networking, it usually does take more time. But... As a result, you actually get better and bigger clients and you get a better position. And if, God forbid, there is a financial crisis, um, those people who found job through networking, they actually get let go last. You're Why more secure in your job. Why is that? I think because when job is found through networking, it has to do with values and trust. So... When uh, a person comes on board, most of the times their values align almost 100% with the values of that company. Yes, and it could also have been, let's say, if someone who's very well respected in the company says, oh, I just met this person, we should bring them in. 
they that person who's been brought in is trusted by association through that already trusted person as opposed to a random person who's come in through a jobs board. Yes, yes. It's the same in business when um, someone refers someone and recommends their services or products. There's already reputation and trust attached to it. And uh, uh, a business owner is more likely to close the deal to get that client on board. And um, also when jobs are advertised through networking and services and products are advertised through networking, it's usually companies um, that offer high-quality services and products and experiences. And clients who look uh, for particular service or product through networking, they are not looking for price comparing, but they're looking for quality as well. And when there is some sort of instability, financial instability, uh, they tend to stand uh, to stay with that business longer as well. Mm. So it all brings, networking brings more stable um, job security and also more stable business security as well. Yeah. Because you're establishing that foundation of, of trust in the relationship, which is really important as opposed to um, building it from your skill set or a resume that comes through. Yeah. So we've talked about why networking is important. So hopefully everyone's feeling like, yes, I'm going to get out there. But then the next challenge is what if I feel really nervous about talking to people? And I'm I'm a raging extrovert and even I get a little awkward sometimes when I walk into a room and I don't really know anyone and I don't there's that moment of oh who do I go talk to I'm standing here by myself I look like such a loser what do we do in that situation to help us feel more comfortable Oh it's a very 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 big question <laughs> so I'll uh, just scratch the surface yeah, sure. um well first of all just remind yourself that it's only 10% of what happens to us and it's 90% how we react to it and how we perceive it. So changing mindset about networking is very important. And in particular, you recently had uh, Farouche as your guest. Farouche, yeah. Farouche, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Um, and I really like that how she was saying that it's important to switch from fixed mindset, from fixed thinking to growth mindset and thinking. And one of the examples that she brought was change from selling to serving. So when you switch, it becomes not about you, it becomes about people who you're meeting. So you'll be more open, you're going to be more curious about people that you meet and you're going to do more listening than talking. So probably maybe 20% of talking and 80% of listening. And it's not scary. <laughs> listening is not scary at all. Mm. Um, and um, also another thing that you can do is instead of hunting for clients as a business owner, start looking for referral partners and collaboration partners. So it also really shifts perception and it shifts your energy and it changes how you talk to people. Can you explain what we mean by referral partner? Um, a referral partner is someone who you build a relationship with and eventually they either refer business to you or they help you in some other manner to grow your business. Yes, um, but they don't become clients. Sometimes, necessarily. sometimes at the end they do. <laughs> <laughs> we love those people. <laughs> of course. But um, most of the times, yes, this is a person who's helping you to grow your business. And it's better when you hunt for a client, you, feel, you look hungry. 
Right. When you look for a referral partner, you look thirsty, and it's a very different look. It's a very I different like type of questions. <laughs> different type of communication you don't shove business cards you actually uh, ask questions and you connect with people and you choose those people who you click with and you build relationship with them and with uh, another part to it is that when you look for a client you get just one transaction usually when you find a referral partner that referral partner refers a lot of clients to you Mm. so by building a relationship a proper relationship with one person actually you get heaps more business out of it so going with that attitude about I'm looking to connect with referral partners and collaborators, not with clients, that will then help you decide to decide which events to go to. Yes, one of the things, yes, yeah. and how to behave there. So what about for someone who is an a employed professional? They may, they're not looking for clients as such. Um, what's the difference there, you know, with them sort of looking for if they're looking for a, a job or to change direction, who are the sorts of people they should be networking with in that case? When you network either as a business owner or as a professional, the first step is to identify exactly what you're looking for. What is it you want? What is the result that you want to get? And it's about everything in life. It's not just about business or career. Once you gain that clarity, once you have a clear vision, what is it you want to get, your brain starts picking up uh, on opportunities that are going to take you there. Because we're surrounded by so many opportunities, but most of them are actually distractions. Only if you focus your brain, only if you give it a task, it starts working for you and it helps you to recognize people who can help you get there and recognize opportunities from distractions that will take you. Um, so does this involve a bit of listening to our intuition? Instead of tuning into ourselves, or is it something different? I think it has to do with energy um, within, because you just on the energy level you pick up the right vibrations. Let's put it this way. So you just know. Because I'm I'm just trying to like because I know there's some people listening going, what do you mean? Vibrations. I don't know how do I how do I tune into the vibrations or the energy mm -hmm. of a of an event, you know. So that's something that might happen naturally for you or intuitively for you. Um, but let's let's go back to step one. So someone's decided, okay, I know what I want. I want to connect with people from this particular industry because I'm looking to change direction in my career, but I'm not quite sure exactly what direction that might be, but I just want to get out there and meet new people. So how would that then help us? I don't know if that's helpful at all for an example, um, but how would that help us to then pick what events we, we go to? It has to be more detailed than that. Sure. So for example, I can say I really like the way Google does things, um, what kind of offices they have and how they treat their employees in Melbourne. And I want to work for Google or another company like that. And yes. it would be great to have maybe only 10 people working there. Or I want a big company with 500 people there. And this is the type of work that I want to do. 
So it's not even deciding what position you want, but what kind of tasks you want to perform through the day. And do you want more creative work or more administrative work? So the more details you put down on paper, and it's really important actually to write things down, Mm. (laughs) um, the more detailed your vision is, the easier it will be to get there. And the reason is that results in our life are a reflection of what's going on in our subconscious mind. So they say that over 95% of results, it's all about our subconscious. Uh, so if you consciously decide what you want, then this is where subconscious start working for you. Right. <laughs> and uh, on average a day, we have at least 20,000 thoughts and sometimes over 80,000 thoughts. And we just didn't recognize it because it all it is running in our subconscious. But when you have that amount of thoughts working for you, you feel like you are directed, like the universe is directing you, but it's all coming from within you. Mm. You know, I I often say that the universe doesn't work against you and doesn't work for you. It works with you. So once you give a clear task to the universe and to your brain, this is where you will see that the path will start appearing in yeah. front of you. And bringing that thought of what you want to your subconscious, uh, sorry, to your conscious mind, bringing it forward, you'll then, is it reticular activation where you see, it's like, you know, how when you're um, shopping for a new car and you're thinking, I'm going to buy a red Ford, all you can see are red Fords yes. everywhere. And I'm the same, like when I was thinking of getting my hair cut short, all I could see was short haircuts. So once that thought is in your in the front of your mind, you start to notice these opportunities. So, you know, I got from what you're saying is that once you get clear on your goals of what you want, what type of company, what sort of work you want to do, these you'll start to notice more of these opportunities come up where, um, like for specific events, or you'll meet a certain person that that you connect with that could help you in that search. Is that is that sort of on the right? Yes, yes. On the right track. And also you start talking about it more often. So once you actually express um, where, where you're aiming at, where you want to go, you'll be surprised how many people actually would love to help you. People don't help each other not because they don't want to, but because they cannot read your mind. Once yeah. <laughs> they find out what's happening in your mind and what is it you're looking for, their brain also starts working on how to help you. And sooner or later they will. Mm. So it's a lot of things that make it happen. <laughs> Can you share a story of how you've done that for someone? I work with a lot of business students and I just can't see that once they make up their mind, things start happening. Do you have a specific example? One of my students, she wants to provide better quality care for indigenous population. And she worked with those communities in Colombia, and now she moved here to Australia. And um, she wants to work with Aboriginal communities. And once she started voicing it out, and you could see all the passion and energy coming from her, um, she attracted so many people that approached her and asked her to speak and asked and offered their help. Because this is what she said, that I'm on a mission to do this, this, and this. And she explained why things the way they are right now and what can be done about it. And once people heard what was her vision and what was her mission, 
um, they just started getting attracted to her and offering her different possibilities and opportunities and making introductions and inviting her to networking events. And it's amazing. Where, what is she doing now? And we're actually talking about getting her on a TEDx talk. Wow. <laughs> so that's going to be next step. And I promised that I would help her to, to prepare that TEDx talk. And I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, to, and it's just in a very short period of time, I would say like half a year. Yeah, that's incredible. Just goes to show, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of sharing ideas and always telling people, you know, when I started my very first podcast, I'd never planned on becoming a professional speaker, mm. but it was only when someone, I, to, I was telling them about my new podcast and they said, you know, universities will pay you to go in and speak to their students about this. And I was like, really? She said, yeah, like they would pay for this. They would love this stuff. I was like, okay. So then I went and approached my, one of my old uni lecturers and he said, yeah, absolutely. Come on in. And they paid me and I was shocked. I wasn't expecting that. And that purely came from, I met this, she was a friend of a friend, like it was at a random event, but just that one person planted that little seed to say, have you thought about this? And it led to me discovering that I love speaking. What do you think is one of the biggest things that holds people back from being more effective at putting themselves out there and sharing their ideas? I hear a lot of people saying that, oh, I'm an introvert, and it becomes an excuse that they cannot network. But if you look at uh, the majority, vast majority of high achievers, let's say Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, many, many other names, the vast majority of them are introverts. So it's not about the personality. Um, one of the main things that all have in common is confidence. And this is where there's also a huge misconception about what that is. There are actually two types of confidence, core confidence and situational confidence. So situational confidence can be compared to bravery. When you're doing things certain amount of times and you become more comfortable and more skilled and bravery is doing something without feeling fear core confidence and yeah it applies only to certain situations so in particular if you go to a lot of networking events and if you talk to a lot of people you develop that situational situational yes. confidence of starting conversations and attending an event where you don't know anyone or you know just a few people. But if you develop your core confidence, it will actually help you through every area of your life. And core confidence can be compared to courage. Courage is when you do something, even when you're really scared. <laughs> and I have an article on my LinkedIn profile where in greater detail I explain what it is. The gist um, is that confidence is a skill. It's not an emotion. It's not a personality trait. It is something that we're born with. It is initially predetermined by our DNA. But with time, depending on what's happening with our environment, our confidence either decreases or increases. In particular, we can see that an average woman is less confident than an average, an average man because this is how girls are brought up, you know, to be quiet and to be <laughs> a princess and... 
um, don't speak up. Don't speak up. Yeah. So when a boy speaks up, it's encouraged. You know that um, he says he, he speaks up his mind. When a girl speaks up, it's usually frowned upon. Or she's labeled as bossy. Yes, <laughs> bitchy. Aren't you a bossy boots? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. When we grow up, usually women are less confident than men. But the good news is that because confidence is a skill, if you want to, you can absolutely develop it. And the main technique is um, actually about little things. Because our brain doesn't understand what's really important and what's not that important. Our brain understands progress and it understands results. So when you start completing little things, you will be confident to complete big things as well. So there's a whole debate, for example, should we make bed in the morning or not? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. <laughs> and, and a lot of Navy SEALs in particular talk about it. Because um, it's like achieving one tiny thing for the day. Yeah, so yeah. For, you actually accomplish, you complete two tasks. You make the bed and you actually uh, complete tasks of, of sleeping. So it's a double score. Sure. <laughs> and you get release of dopamine and it helps you to get that boost that will make you more confident and give you more energy to go ahead and do the next task and the next task and so on. So things like, for example, doing dishes after dinner instead of leaving them till morning. Oh, my God, I'm such a culprit for that. <laughs> and then in the morning I come in and I'm like, oh, the kitchen looks horrible. <laughs> Yeah. I totally get that. So that's that's a person postponing completing the task. So yes. you give your brain very wrong signals and very wrong habits. Uh, this is why um, Jeff Bezos he does his own dishes. That's uh, that's the reason that he would have dinner and then he would clean his dishes. I never thought of it that way. Because that would be completing a task. So the good thing is that if you complete on little things, it's not that difficult. It's just something that you need to turn into a habit that if you, I don't know, taking rubbish, for example, you don't just bring it and leave it in the middle of a corridor and say, oh, I'll take it later. No, you actually take it all the way. So when you start doing those little things, you actually start building your confidence, your core confidence, and you will start feeling that actually spreads into the other areas of your life. Because confidence is not about whether you can do something. It's about whether you will do something. Um, and when you develop your core confidence, it becomes, um, it turns into the attitude of, oh, if I don't know something, I'll learn. You know, if I don't know how to do something, I'll learn and I'll get it done. So it becomes that get it done attitude. And being okay with making a mistake. Absolutely. Or not knowing everything. That's what makes it interesting. <laughs> Absolutely. I was actually thinking, I was talking to my students about that the other day, that if everything ever went according to plan, we probably would have died a long time ago as species because we would be too too soft, you know. But when there are certain challenges and when we make mistakes, we learn and we grow and this is what makes us stronger. So we survived because a lot of things did not go according to plan. Yeah. So for everyone who's feeling a bit nervous or using I'm an introvert as an excuse to not go to networking events, see them as an opportunity for you to develop your confidence, to build your skills, grow yourself and expand your network at the same time, which will lead to greater results and success in your career or your business. And start doing your bed in the morning. And start doing your bed in the morning. <laughs> 
Maria, it's been so wonderful having you on the show today. Can you take a moment to share with us um, a bit about you and your business and where people can connect with you? The best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. And I created and I run two training programs. So one of them is called How to Turn Networking into a Productive Marketing, Sales and Branding Tool. And the other one is called The Truth About Time Management. We actually explain that there is no such thing as time management. It's all, it's all about self management and I give insights into physiology, psychology and action, how to be more productive and um, achieve that peak performance. Wow. So that's when particularly when I talk about networking, Mm. I talk about how to be productive when you network. Yes. Because we all have limited time. Yes. And it gets harder and harder. And the more your business grows or the busier you get, you have less time for networking, but still an important part of your business development. Thank you so much again, Maria. I look forward to having you on again. I'd love to. (laughs) You got me hooked. (laughs) Huge thanks to Maria Radish for being an amazing guest on the show this week. I'll put links to how you can connect with her in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 187. You'll also find that link in the description of this episode in your podcasting app. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with a friend, share it with someone who you think would also benefit from it. You know, sharing, you sharing with your contacts and friends is one of the best ways that this podcast gets discovered by others. And you know what? We're at over 900,000 downloads, which is incredible. And it's my goal to hit a million by the end of the year. And by you sharing it with your contacts and your networks, that's what helps it to get listened to by more people and gets us closer to hitting that goal. So I really appreciate you sharing it and spreading these messages because, you know, it's important. Well, I think it's important. Otherwise, I wouldn't be podcasting about it. So thank you so much for joining me this week. I really appreciate you tuning in. Keep on being awesome. And I will be back next week with another fabulous interview with another fabulous woman. My name's Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Mm-hmm.